On today's show, sports books have Joel Embiid over Nikola Jokic as the MVP favorite. Is it Embiid's award to lose? Plus, we play NBA Would You Rather and count down the biggest games of the weekend, including another chapter of Warriors Grizzlies. Let's do it. It's Locked on NBA. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. On NBA Friday, I'm Wes Goldberg, and I'm joined by Adam Mata as we come to you every Friday here on the Locked On NBA feed. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Well, after months of Nikola Jokic being the odds-on favorite to win his third straight MVP on Thursday, we saw sportsbooks adjust to make Joel Embiid the favorite to win MVP. Giannis is a clear third, according to FanDuel. Joel Embiid is plus 100 for the MVP award. Nikola Jokic is plus 160, and Giannis is plus 370. So with less than a month left in the season, this is a close race. This is as close as it gets, Adam. Do you think that Joel Embiid has passed Jokic as the MVP favorite? I mean, the books know better than I do. If if they have him there, I'm guessing that their momentum is on his side. Um, look, I'm I'm the MVP grouch. I, I, people people that follow my work know that, to me, I kind of roll my eyes at all of this because there was outrage, Wes. There was outrage when Jokic was the favorite. And the outrage was, how is he a consensus favorite? Well, guess what? He never was. Straw <laughs> polls and betting odds and this or that. It's a long season. Jokic won it last year in January. He wasn't the favorite at that point in time in the season. So these things were always going to shift. The, every team has their ebbs and flows. The Nuggets in January had were very, very good. In February, they were very, very good. In March, they've hit a rough patch. He's hit a rough patch. And, you know, the, they're swinging back in, in Joel Embiid's favor and in Giannis's favor. So, to me, the those three guys are neck and neck and neck in terms of their impact they've had over the last three years and the impact they're having on this season. The betting odds fluctuate, but I always knew it was going to come down to this final month and how those teams' records perform and how they play head-to-head. Can we just both be MVP grouches? Can we just make that the thing on the show today? Yeah, let's just grouch it up. (laughs) Come be a grouch. Why are we doing this? Like, I understand why we're doing it now. But like, and and look, I get the the straw now, to be honest. This is when it should start. Yes, this is when it should start. This is like, this is similar to like college football rankings coming out before the season. People are like, why do we do this if we haven't seen them play football at all? It's like, well, because it's content. And that's really the answer. And like the ESPN straw poll is good content. It's a good practice. I get it. It's fun. It is interesting. But to do it like 20 games, the first one was had Steph Curry as the favorite. And then he gets injured. Like that stuff doesn't really matter and then you end up getting these narratives and and things like that catching on and then the frustration and all that kind of stuff it's like can we just wait i don't know 50 games like that seems reasonable to start talking about who the like really start talking about who the mvp not only that wes i actually feel this year more so than any year and i think it's been true before but i feel like this year it's like almost like the economy how you feel about it is how it ends up being i feel like the mvp there's a influence almost in the way it's discussed in 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 the impact it has on the games and the the lens through which other people view it so there was a lot of blowback to this hypothetical Jokic sweep that he was about to go on there was such a blowback that I almost feel like it influences the way you view him now and 
and almost, you know, he takes a little bit of a nosedive. I think a lot of this is, by the way, like I said, the Nuggets have lost four in a row before yeah. tonight. They won tonight, but they lost four in a row for the first time all season. They hit their rough patch. And, you know, meanwhile, the 76ers are surging. So there's these, these things to it. But there is this weird way in that if one candidate gets too much momentum, it's almost like momentum swings the other way because people are like, well, hold on. It should be closer than that. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not enough just to anoint who the MVP is and discuss who the MVP is based on that player's performance. But now it's you're right. It's like this it's like this political race where it's like, OK, if this person's leading, do we need to almost balance the books here <laughs> right. in order to to have a real conversation about this? All right. I'm just checking my notes. We've already referenced college football economics and there you political go. We're races all over in the first five minutes. <laughs> by, by the way, well can, we so predict, can we predict the next wave? So we had yes. Jokic. My jail. And now we have a beat sweeping yeah. up. I think the next wave is, well, hold on. Why is Giannis so far back there? Why is he? <laughs> he's, then he swings up into first place. Yeah. I mean, look, we've got some big games coming up. We have the big one March 27th between Nikola Jokic and Embiid, which at is this point might one? just decide MVP. So here's what's crazy. And I've always said this from the very beginning. These three guys are going to be very close. It, they're all putting up statistical anomalies. Jokic, a triple-double. Joel Embiid, 34 points. You know, Giannis, number one D. He has all of his own accolades. You get those three guys. It's going to come down to their team records, and we'll see if one of these teams mm -hmm. really pulls away. Maybe they have. Maybe maybe they will. Maybe they won't. It's going to come to the head-to-head -head matchups, which some have happened already. But as you mentioned, Embiid and Jokic play. Embiid and Giannis play. Jokic and Giannis play. All in the same week. We're going to have a one-week period where those guys all play around Robin. Guess what? That will impact the voting, and it should. So I yeah. always thought the conversation in, in December and January and February was all just content creation and yep. people getting upset over nothing. It was always going to come down to that week. Let's talk about Joel Embiid's case a little bit here because, again, it doesn't need to be, well, Joel Embiid is this, so Nikola Jokic is that. No, Joel Embiid is just playing awesome lately. He was the player of month in December. He was the player of the month in January. He might end up being the player of the month in February. These are his averages in February. 36.6 points on 60% shooting, 8.4 rebounds, 4.1 assists, and 2.1 blocks, all right? Not even comparing that to what Giannis or Jokic is doing. Jokic is still on track to be the first center ever to average a triple-double. Giannis has mostly been great other than weird a weird game against the Pacers. No Tyrese Halliburton, Bucks lost. Uh, very passive game from Giannis. Did not seem interested at all in that game. But um, Embiid is, like, going for it right now. The Sixers have one of the hardest schedules in the league, and they're putting together – Six straight wins, as you mentioned, and all these things. You look at right. their records, Philly and, and Denver, they're virtually the same record at this point. So right. you're not even able to use record. And even Boston, uh, Boston is a little bit ahead of them. Milwaukee's is obviously number one, uh, number one record in the NBA. So that's the record thing is helpful to Giannis. But in terms of Joel Embiid, he's just been great. And and Philly's been rolling, Denver's sliding. And yeah, that's why you see, that's why I think you see Joel Embiid. Being the favorite right now, because quite frankly, he's earned it with all the things surrounding both candidates. And it's funny how margins matter here, because as you mentioned, 76ers right now, 46 and 22, Nuggets 47 and 23. That's effectively the same record. Milwaukee is 50 and 20, which is two games better. And it, that's a little bit, but I feel like that's within the margin of error where people don't really differentiate. Like, ah, it was two games more. Right. But there's still 12 games to play, including that head to head. If the Bucs finish three games up, four games up, five games up, 
all of a sudden it feels like, well, hold on. One guy's team is four up in the standings at the end of the year, you know, one, four more games. And that starts to feel like a meaningful amount. And by the way, we're, we're close to being that. And even if it's not between the Bucks and the 76ers, Denver, again, on that slide and falling now three games behind Milwaukee, they're about to become untethered to, to that top tier of, of NBA teams. So all of these things matter. They're going to come out in the wash. And it's going the only conversation for MVP you really need. It doesn't even start yet. It starts next week when these teams start yeah. to play in that round robin. There's going to be so many things too, because like the, the records are going to be really close unless Milwaukee goes on some huge run and, and pulls away there. Like their records are, I think at least going to be close enough where they, it, it's a wash. It's not going to really matter. And you're going to just be able to take your pick uh, regardless of the team's records. Cause all three of those teams are going to be really in, in really great positions. Um, Joel Embiid, Giannis, they've both played about the same amount of games. Jokic has the triple-double thing, and he's also got the durability thing, which I think is a really big thing in today's NBA. I think durability has become even more important as a factor in all of this stuff. He's just out there all the time. Um, but they're then, close, right? It's not, is, it, is it wide? Are they wide apart? What is Jokic played 61 games, 62 after tonight? Yeah, and so it's like, I don't know. It's, Giannis has played 54, Embiid has played 55. That's, I don't know. That's seven games. To me, again, those numbers are close. I, I, you look at points per game. Joel Embiid Seven leads. games is a lot. Seven games feels like enough as a difference. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I don't think it, so. it's, it's a hair splitting, but it is still at least a hair worth splitting, I guess. I don't know. And if you look at, you say, points per game, you know, Embiid leading the league, that's a big indicator, but he's 33.5, Giannis 31.4. So two points right. per game, is that that's close enough. I mean, that's what I mean is all these margins – they there's a good chance that they'll get a little bit wider by the end of the year. And this will be a little bit more clear, I think, than what it is now. And that's again, why I think all of the like conversation up to this point be turning so ugly and so sour was always silly. Maybe now is the part where we get to have fun with this. Cause we got the head to head matchups where Could we be. get to, now we get to do that thing every day where you're checking the stats and you're checking the standings and you're like, Oh wow. How's this? And it really now is a race doing this 20, 30, 40 games in the season is ridiculous because it becomes, it becomes narrative driven because that's all you can do other than like, okay, this guy's averaging good stuff. Right. Like, who cares? There's still 50 games left in the year. Who knows what his averages at the end of these seasons is going to be. So now we actually get to have maybe a fun version of this conversation. I don't know. Who, who, who's it going to be? What's the order going to be? I think Embiid's going to win. I have a feeling that people are, and I know I don't say this to dismiss Joel Embiid, but I feel like people are looking for a reason not to vote for Jokic more than they're looking for reasons not to vote for Embiid or Giannis or anybody else for that matter. Um, and I think part of that is because people are hesitant to give Jokic a third MVP in a row, right. considering the company that he would keep. Um, and honestly, man, I, I'm all right with it. I know that it's a regular season award based on one regular season, but if you want to take context and all that kind of stuff into consideration as a voter, I wouldn't like, if it's your only thing, like if you're just ruling out Jokic because you don't think he should be in like the Bill Russell, right. Larry Bird space, then that's right, on right. that. That's wrong. But if you're using it as, I, I mean, look, some, some small people micro decision-making thing that I'm okay right. with. It. Yeah. And I think that's, again, I hope that when we remove ourselves from this five, six, seven years, you'll look back and say, this was an era in time when three players kind of reached a very, very, very similar level. Yeah. And Giannis has two, Nicola has two. And I think I'm with you. I think Embiid's going to get his first and who knows, maybe he'll get two in a row and we'll get, <laughs> and we'll just have this two, two, two thing going on. And right. we'll look back at it and be like, remember when we kept arguing that those guys should all split it? Well, they kind of did.
Yeah, I agree. I think that might be what ends up happening here. Uh, would you rather be the Lakers or the Mavericks? We're going to play NBA. Would you rather next? But first, today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by the Nissan Aria, Nissan's most electric player of the week. Brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And the player of the week, Adam. I know we just spent a lot of time talking about Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, but guess what? The player of the week is Giannis. He's averaging 41 <laughs> points on 59% shooting, 11 and a half rebounds and six assists. This was before the kind of egg he just dropped against the Indiana Pacers, but we're not including that because we're making this interesting. So we've just now talked about all three of the MVP favorites here. Uh, and look, despite the egg that he just laid against the Pacers, Giannis deserves to be in that conversation. He's electric. He's fierce. He's stunningly powerful. These are all words that we can use to describe Giannis Antetokounmpo, and it's also words that can be used to describe the Nissan Aria. The 2023 Nissan Aria pack, packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV, the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Thanks again for making Locked on NBA your first listen every day. Uh, all right, we're going to play NBA Would You Rather. It's a very simple game uh, for those who have never played Would You Rather. I don't know why that would be a thing. But um, I'm going to give you two different rosters, two kind of different situations, Adam, and you're and we're just going to kind of bat it back and forth Would and decide which team we would rather be, which roster yep. we would rather have. So the first one we're going to do, would you rather have the Chicago Bulls roster Mm. Or the Charlotte Hornets roster. Before you answer, yeah. we do have news on both of these teams for the Bulls. Breaking news. Breaking news. Lonzo Ball uh, will undergo uh, a third surgery on that left knee um, that's kept him out all season. And he's going to miss uh, all or most of next season, according to The Athletic and ESPN. Um, but the surgery is meant to save his career, basically. So some dramatic stuff uh, on the Lonzo Ball front. Um, uh and worth you know considering here when you're talking about the Bulls roster. And then for the Hornets, not so much roster news, but Michael Jordan in talks to sell the team to the Hornets minority owner and the Hawks minority owner. They're going to get together and try to buy the Charlotte Hornets here. Uh, if this were to happen, MJ would remain a minority owner in the Hornets. So some news there, but let's get back to the would you rather, Bulls or Hornets? It's <laughs> a real Sophie's choice here. <laughs> I, I think I think I probably go to Charlotte, and it's more about what I don't have to deal with than what I do. I mean, you have Lamelo Ball, who's a really good young player, has a lot of value. Um, I like Cody Martin. He's not really young. He's okay. There's not really a whole lot else. That <laughs> you went from Lamelo to Ooh. Cody Martin, which is yeah, that was a real real, real down downgrade there. But you go over to Chicago. I like Mark Williams there. Mark Williams yeah. is a good player. There you go. Um, you go to the other side. You know, I like Ayu Desum and pa uh, Patrick Williams has been playing very well. Um, you know, as of as of late. And then outside of that, you've got and then Zach Levine, of course. But that's not the makings of like a good young core. That's all in the same direction and pieces that fit. And then on top of that, you're towing obviously this Lonzo Ball. Uh, you've got Alex Caruso, who's not quite on the timeline. I mean, there's way more talent on the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. This is a tough one. I mean, they definitely have the better pieces, but they feel further from a finished product. I guess thinking through it, I'd take Chicago. I'm going Chicago. There's more people to trade to start over. 
Yeah, uh, the problem is it's tough to trade those guys. Like, who's taking Levine at that salary, that extension that's kicking in, all that kind of stuff? Somebody no, but it, this, that's why I, I kind of thought about which teams would be hard to uh, pin against each other, and it, it, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, it's hard to imagine that we're we're a year removed from the Bulls making the playoffs, and the Hornets might be the most unwatchable team in the NBA this year. And yet, this is still a kind of a tough decision. I think I'm leaning Hornets just because with Lamelo. I have the potential for a superstar where I don't feel like I have that in Chicago. And maybe there's a chance for me to sort of build around LaMelo, but I don't really want any of these rosters. I really don't like, <laughs> I think LaMelo, I like LaMelo. I'm a fan. I think he's a really tough first piece in. I, I feel like he would have been a really nice second piece in, but a first piece in to me, I think makes it a little bit, a little bit difficult. And I don't want to be well, the hot Cody Martin. From, what's that? Man, Cody Cody Martin. Martin, you know, my guy, <laughs> um, all right, would you rather be the Jazz or the Nets? Well, I'd rather be the Nets because I think that, man, actually, no, this is, man, you came up with some great ones today, Wes. First of all, shout out to you. This is phenomenal yeah. work. Good for me. Thank you. Um, I think I, I think most people would take Utah if given this question, but I think I'm taking Brooklyn in large part because there are a lot of different molds that I think you can win with. I think it's a... Um, incorrect that people think there's only one way to build a contender in, in today's NBA. But I think this easiest way or maybe the most like high upside, most likely way is to have a bunch of wings and versatile wings. Mm -hmm. And they have that. They have a lot of good players. I think they're missing their star player. They're miss, maybe missing that. But they have all the other pieces that you could easily put a lot of other types of players around uh, and build something successful. So I'll say Brooklyn. I'm going Brooklyn, even though you got the Ben Simmons albatross on the books there. Um, I think eventually you could find a way to move that out. And most of their good players are on good contracts, right? And they're young, too. So you can you can have some time there. Um, if you just start at the top, it's like Larry Markkinen on Utah or Mikal Bridges on the Nets, right? You just start there. And I think most people would just say Larry Markkinen based on the season he's had. But I love Mikal Bridges' upside. I, I've got that almost closer to a wash, like a tie. And I might even be leaning more Bridges just because of what he's given me defensively. And I think with the ball handling, there's more upside there than marketing. Even though if you if you give me e either of them, I'm not complaining. And that's not really what's going to break the tie. But then they also have a 23-year-old Nick Claxton who's very good. And I know Walker Kessler is awesome too, but like you still have Claxton here. And I, I kind of like Claxton's game a little bit more as, in terms of an offensive player than Walker Kessler. I, I love Walker Kessler though. That's the, the most negative things I will ever say about Walker Kessler is comparing him to a better player. Um, and then you got it like Dorian Finney Smith, Cam Johnson, like there, there's a bunch of other pieces on Brooklyn. I think I'm going Brooklyn too, which I'm surprised you went there because I think most people would take Utah. I mean, if we're factoring in the picks, it probably swings the other way. If we were just talking about the roster players, then I think then I would go Brooklyn. Yeah, I didn't want to get into all the picks and stuff because then you get really complicated, and that's not like fun to talk about. It's Brooklyn like what you have six too. first round picks instead of four, like right. who cares? Whatever. Um Lakers. Or Mavericks, which man, man, these teams might swap players and pieces too. Um, <laughs> man, I'd rather have the team that has Luka Doncic. I just feel like you have a longer runway, and all those other pieces are so volatile for a million different reasons that it really just comes down to one of them has Luka. You're probably right, but the thing is, if Kyrie walks and they don't have any, and they can't do anything. I just that's like Luca and what like Luca and, and and Dwight Powell like I don't like that's I don't know I kind of am leaning towards the Lakers am I am I a sucker like for the LeBron thing still I don't 
my sucker for healthy Anthony Davis. I what's wrong with me? I don't. I, I think you're just. I think as much as I agree with you that I think to get over the hump, you're going to need some kind of miracle pairing with you know you're going to have to get somebody to to go to Dallas. But Luca's the floor of a team with Luca might be what we're seeing this year, which is still pretty darn good. And I think that you if you know right now they're an eight seed, but. If they get up to seven, six, whatever, that's going to be a tough out in the first round. So I don't know. We're seeing their floor, and I think with the Lakers, that floor goes way lower. You're, you're. I think you're definitely right, but I still might just take the Lakers. There you go. And I might just definitely be wrong. What? If, I, I almost did Lakers and Pelicans. Would that would that have been better? Um, Lakers, Pelicans, man, that's another tough one. There's some teams right now that it's hard to decide whether you're in or out on them, and, and the Pelicans <laughs> are one of those teams. Yeah, yeah. Like if Zion's healthy, Pelicans all day, no question. Right. But that's like the big kind of question mark. All right, let's do another one. Clippers or Kings? Would you rather? Um, Clippers or Kings? I kind of like the vibe in Sacramento. Is there a better team? A better feeling? No better. I vibes. don't know that I'm Best counting vibes. on it getting better than it is right now. But you know what? Screw it. Why not? You take a team that gels like that. You take a coaching stay. You take all of those things. I'm going to go with Sacramento. I just am not a believer in the Clippers culture. I'm not a believer yep. in their roster. I'm not a believer in their health. I'm just not a believer. And the Kings are the most healthy team in the NBA this season. So I'm, th- I'm going Sacramento. Man, I, I thought I was going to throw you some curveballs. You'd be like, Clippers, <laughs> these are tough. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to swerve and take the Kings. But yeah, These are tough. These are tough. I But I, I'm with you. I love the vibes in Sacramento. I think they're also building on something. Which I like. They're young. They're, there's like their best two players play with each other really well, which elevates them and everybody around them. Where I'm still not sure that Kawhi and Paul George play with each other all that well. Certainly not as well as Sabonis and Fox. I'm not saying that those guys are better than Kawhi and Paul George in, in a vacuum, but like they they make they ele- they elevate each other in ways that I think Kawhi and PG don't really do. And this whole Clippers thing it just feels like they're just hanging on and just trying to make the most of whatever's left here where it feels like just the future is open for the Kings, and that's fun, and that's why there's good vibes there. Um, Magic or Knicks? How much time do we have left here? Magic or Knicks? Um, Man, the Knicks have the the advantage of being in New York, and I feel like they finally have a group in there, albeit a, a strange one, one that might be able to leverage this properly. But I love, you know me, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for that front court, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro. I got to go. I got to go with the magic. I'm going with the magic. All right, well, let's be quick with this last one. The Pistons or the Hawks? <laughs> I am go- I think I'm going with the Pistons here. <sighs> the Pistons, it all determ- it's all about what player they get. I mean, they're almost certain to get a good player. Whether that's Miller, whether that's uh, one of the Thompson brothers, with Scoot, whether that's Wemby, they're going to get a good player, and that's going to change things. I and I hate Atlanta, so I'm kind of like, and, they, and they're not going to get Trey Young, which is great. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. I'll go. Man, I think the answer, the correct answer, is Atlanta. But you asked me which one I'm taking, and I'm taking Detroit. We're both taking Detroit. This is why we're co-hosts together. We're agreeing too much on this, but that's it. Um, all right, we're going to look ahead to the biggest games of the weekend, including. Some potential pro wrestling drama. Part two, three, four, whatever this is. Another chapter of Grizzlies, Warriors, Dylan Brooks, and Draymond Green. We're going to talk about that next. But first, today's episode of Locked On NBA is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes We don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp 
connects you with a licensed therapist that you can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, it's Friday here on Locked on NBA, which means we're counting down to the weekend with our weekly power rankings. Adam, we're counting down the biggest games of the weekend again? You know, we're going to be doing that, although this week we should have done something different. As I got into these, I, I realized there were some really bad teams, some are some very <laughs> some bad games. And then I realized it's March Madness. The NBA is taking this weekend off of good games. Yeah, they started tonight, Thursday night. That's why we didn't really talk about the games. It's just a couple of... Uh, just a couple of freebies they threw out there, some Lucy's right. that yeah. they threw out there for us while uh, mm-hmm. while Alabama was out here winning. And uh, who? what was the big upset? Arizona getting upset here. So uh, some big some stuff happening in the college tournament. But this weekend, there are a couple gems. Um, I'm going to go top five here. Number five, the Wolves at the Raptors. The Raptors have a pretty nice little streak going on here. They've got some nice little wins under their belt over the last week. Um, I think this is going to be a great matchup. Um, I have come back around on watching Toronto. I was kind of out for a while. It was really boring. Like their offense would just sputter and stop and like all the time. And but they've they've been a little bit fun here. Two games in a row, like you mentioned, they're still in the thick of the play in mix. It kind of felt like their uh, decision to buy at the deadline with the Aqua Portal is uh, paying off a little bit. Right. Uh, wins over Denver and Oklahoma City, and then of course Minnesota is fighting for their lives out there. Um, Number four, Nuggets at Knicks. This is to, on Saturday. It's a daytime game, one o'clock tip on the East Coast. Um, but that's a good one. I think Nuggets just get a win. They just had a little four-game losing streak. Before that, they were playing great. Um, you go into the garden where big things happen, and then, of course, the Knicks are a really good team. I feel like this is a pretty even match when you consider Nuggets being on the road, so I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, Knicks slid there after the All-Star break a little bit, and people are like, hey, what's going on with them after that nine-game win streak? But they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've, they've, uh, they've stabilized things quite a bit there, and they're, they're running away now with the five seed. Um, still a little bit far back from Cleveland, two and a half games back of that four seed. It's still technically uh, in reach, but uh, yeah, I mean, just Knicks Nuggets. Like, let's go. you got Nikola Jokic um, versus a very physical Knicks team. That's, there's going to be a lot of cuts on those arms. <laughs> there you go. Suns at Thunder. This one on Sunday. This is actually a really good game. I mean, the Suns without KD and the Thunder, that's a pretty even matchup. And then you just talk about the stakes for both teams. I mean, Phoenix right now fighting to hold on um, to their spot at number. Are they still number four? Yes, they're, they're number at four. four. Are the Thunder going to make the play-in tournament? They're currently in. They're currently yeah, number they're 10. 10. So again, but they lose. They fall behind Utah. So all these games just matter so much. Um, so it should be a good one. It would be Thunder Lakers right now if the plan started today. That would be fun. That's a good matchup. I like it. And also that, that Suns Thunder game, you get, you know, the Kentucky backcourt. You get uh Shea and you get Bookers. That's always fun, fun. little matchup. Yeah. Um, number two, Mavs at Lakers on Friday. Mm. I think are we getting Kyrie this time? That's a great question. He was telling reporters, like, yeah, my foot's not so good, guys. And I'm like, Kyrie, wow, all of a sudden, now you decide to be transparent and actually talk about things. Um, 
that was weird. So I don't know. I know this is such a weird one because you don't know who's playing in it, but it could be good. And usually, well, usually you get a matchup between those two teams. And then lastly, Warriors at Grizzlies on Saturday. Draymond Green should serve his, his suspension on Friday, be back for Saturday. So it's a back-to-back for the Warriors, but they're in a spot right now where they got to start winning some of these back-to-backs. They got to start winning these tough ones. They're in the sixth seed. They're hanging on by a thread. Um, and then, of course, Memphis, same thing. They are tied currently with Sacramento for that 2-3 seed in the West. So both teams, a lot to play for. And then we know these teams don't really like each other. and They're matching up again. Uh, where is this one being played? This one's in Memphis, so it's almost certainly a loss by the Warriors. <laughs> the best, well, based home on everything. The best home team versus worst road team. Who you got? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I do know, but like, I, I don't know if this is going to even be a good. Yeah, it'll be a good game. Just it'll be a great game. The, Are you kidding the me? The score doesn't even really matter in this one. It's, it's more yeah. about the drama around it. I'm just, I'm ready. Like, I want the podcast dropping Saturday, and I want, right, and, right. you know, and I want Draymond saying, you know what? Here's the thing about Dylan Brooks, and then, and then we got everything we need. That's what we need. We need content. Well, that is all the content you're getting from us this week here on Locked On NBA. Thank you for making Locked On NBA. Your first listen today. Now make your second listen. Game to game NBA. Every moment. Every top performance. Every result. Locked on. Game to game. Covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NBA. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Adam, have a great weekend. You as well.